You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome to the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. This is Steph Wilberting, your host. Here, we'll be talking about all things wellness, how it impacts our journey and affects the way we show up in the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast, and I am very excited to welcome our guest my friend, Rachel Bay-Jones. Hi. Hi, Steph. Hi, everybody. Hi, friend. I'm so happy that you're here. Life is so crazy that I am here on a podcast um, with you, and uh, I just want to kind of dive right in. I mean, for those of you listening that don't know who Rachel is, um, she's an amazing actress, uh, Broadway TV film, won the Tony Award for Dear Evan Hansen. You won the Tony Award before I even met you. I met you after that. So, um, but I do know a story about chocolate chip cookies and Dear Evan Hansen. So maybe we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> when we're ready to talk about binging, we'll talk about my chocolate chip cookie obsession. <laughs> um, Okay, so the purpose of this podcast is to talk about journey, journey with self, with body, with food, with fitness, self-care, wellness in general. And, you know, as a trainer at a gym in New York City, Mark Fisher Fitness, and then a trainer independently out here in Los Angeles, I have always had the pleasure of, of training people that I've always looked up to or admired, whether it was an, it's an actor or a creative or a casting director. And I spent so many years in the industry and still am in the, in the industry as an actor, idolizing people in a certain way, for lack of a better word. And then you get to see like the real person, right? The person who's just showing up to take care of themselves and do some work. And that's been the biggest gift ever as a trainer is to meet people at that space. Um, so I want to hear a little bit from you about what that space, that fitness and movement space has been like over the years and, and maybe is even now. <laughs> I love that you're, you know, it's funny because yeah, we do get to meet you at our, like we're at our most vulnerable, we're sweaty, we're, we're wishing we were 
more fit and had more muscles and were coming to you like, help me stand. Um, so I'm not really sure what to say. I, you know, I, um, you want to hear about my fitness journey? Is that what you want well, to hear about? I guess maybe a better way of asking it is, are there certain points along the way when you've shown up to it for specific reasons? Like, is it for a show? Is it for purely for your own health and wellness and how you want to feel? How has it maybe changed as you've gotten older or as roles have changed for you? Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I never was a gym person for when, when I was younger, I did a lot of yoga and just living in New York city, it was enough to kind of walk around, you know, every, if you walk everywhere in New York, it feels, especially when you're younger, <laughs> um, it feels like that's enough. I'm cute. You know, I maybe don't have too many snacks and that's, that's good. And then if I do a show and I, I have to dance for that show, then it's like the, the crash rehearsal diet, you know, where you lose 10 pounds over the course of the rehearsal period. And that's enough, you know, when you're younger, but I think what I experienced was getting older, you know, well into my forties, it started to not be enough, even though I was still in New York at the time running around. And that's when I went to Mark Fisher fitness and, uh, did their crash course and, you know, their kind of boot camp snatched fitness thing where it was like six weeks of, of hell and, um, amazing, you know, amazing change in my body where I realized through that and then through what coming out to LA and working with you that the you know that as an older person I could still like have amazing muscles and amazing arms and like oh my god look at my abs you know and I'm 50 and uh that was incredible that gave me a lot of life and a lot of hope and um yeah, it just was, it was, it kind of blew my mind. And and then also too, the way that it changed how I was as a performer was kind of magical that I felt like I was a, you know, tigress prowling around on stage, you know, and um, just to have that much power in my body changed who I was as an actress and as a singer, especially yeah. now, you know, we've had the pandemic and I've gotten a little... <laughs> really lazy about it and you know that's I guess part two of the conversation is like how you you know how those things can change your life and then how you can somehow not see that anymore and then crawl your way back to that you know it's been an interesting journey for me yeah I you know with the pandemic I said to one of my girlfriends recently we've all we were all forced into whether we wanted to see it or not um, a very intense relationship with ourselves over the past 16 months. Whether you're living alone, with partners, with kids, with family, whatever it is, we are still forced into this normal existence that we've, a new normal that none of us have ever experienced. And I think we have a lot to talk about. I think we have a lot, there's been a lot of things that we've all maybe discovered about ourselves, whether it's about fitness or food or how we just stay energized when we're under a lot of stress. And if that's one thing is for sure, is that for the past almost year and a half, there has been a layer of stress just over all of our heads. So that sounds like a good little segue in that what were some of the things that helped you feel energized? And we're not always talking about fitness here, right? We're talking about other things we can do to care for ourselves. You know, my, my therapist recently said to me, in moments of stress, the best thing we can do is find connection back to self. 
And I just, yeah, I just replay that all the time. So what were some of the things that really helped you and continue to help you over the last year and a half? Well, it's been a journey. You know, I think at first I was doing your Zoom classes a lot and really loving that. And then and trying to stay active. I was like really focused on, okay, we're going to, we're going to kill this pandemic. This is, we are going to, we are going to win, you know? (laughs) And I had the whole family out walking, you know, my daughter Miranda was eye rolling as we would take the family walk through the neighborhood, the power walk with the dogs. And it was like every day I knew we had to do that. And we found an outdoor pool that we could go to um, where we could like reserve the whole space for a half an hour or an hour and we would go and swim. Amazing. And, and that kept me afloat for a really, really long time. And then it was interesting because just as things like started to feel like, oh, we're opening back up, like this, you know, we might get out of this soon. It was like, I just couldn't sustain it anymore. You know, I couldn't. And that was when the cloud kind of took over and it just, I just felt tired all the time. And I would wake up in the morning, like, oh my God, I know, like I'd wake up in the morning and I would just pound back a couple of like way too much caffeine and think, and because it was like every day I'd have a solid two or three hours where I would have the energy sustained by caffeine, (laughs) fueled entirely by, you know, the drug of caffeine and like just go as hard as I could for the first three hours of the day before the cloud would like come back in again. And I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know if it was depression. I didn't know if it was just exhaustion. I'm imagining that it's a combination of both. And I would like to say that I'm like completely done with that. I'm not, but I, but it definitely has been, you know, I'm, I'm not in that place anymore and I have more energy throughout the day. And it is because like, I just, you know, I'm forcing myself to just do anything that's active, anything that my body, like you said, like focusing on myself, but the, the self that I was focusing on was like my poor brain that was like, (laughs) I can't do this anymore. All the wasted months or, you know, whatever. Now I'm like, okay, today I will, standing here waiting for the water to boil, I will do 15 squats, you know, Mm -hmm. while I'm talking to my kid, I'll do 10 lunges or, you know, whatever. One of my friends and clients um, was sharing, he had heard an analogy about this, this thing you're describing um, that in compare, comparing it to a supply and demand scenario, Mm -hmm. um, we are, the world is opening back up. And so the demand is kind of meeting us, trying to meet us back where we were in March of 2020, but our supply is really low because we've just spent all this time using energy for other survival efforts. And so now the demand is back and we're like, okay, here I got my, I think my supply is up. And then it it just (laughs) feels like it depletes really fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally it. Mm -hmm. That really feels like it. So I think the self-care moments right now are about like, how can I keep that supply accessible as much as possible, but without forcing it to be more than it can be right now, right? Like I know for me, bedtime is earlier now than it was a year ago. I'm just like, I think I just need to go to bed so I can Mm. regroup. Um, But yeah, anyway, so I, I think that's, I think that what you just shared is, your version of a very familiar story that a lot of people went through this past year and are are still going through. 
I was going to say it's still going through because it feels like the, um, you know, like the world is back. Like I look at the world and I don't know, I don't even know how to get a clear picture of what's actually going on. It's like, we're all racing to be back. Like you said, at the level that we were before. And I don't know if I have that, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I have that in me, you know, I can either do one or the other, but it's like, I can't do the career, the flying all over, you know, doing career thing, plus going to the gym, plus, you know, do it, cleaning the entire house and taking care of my kid, you know, and getting her sent off to college and the traveling and the family and the whatever, like I I look at that and it just makes me want to crawl under the bed, not just under the covers, like completely under the bed. (laughs) No one can find me under here. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, that's also, do we need to go back to the level of output that we were existing in before? Or is it just at least shining a light on, maybe I, maybe I can dial back a little bit and everything will get done that needs to get done. Um, but you brought maybe up that your, was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you brought up your daughter. And I actually have a little note here that I wanted to ask you about um, your amazing daughter. Um, and, you know... I think that even though there are some shifts happening in the fitness and wellness world, um, I still think the loudest voice collectively out there is the voice of you'll be better when, Mm. right? You need to work out to be skinny or you need to eat this to lose weight. So I I still think that's the loudest voice out there. And quite frankly, it's because it's the voice that sells the most money. Mm. Um, But what I'm curious about is how have you, do you continue to raise a child, especially a young woman in this world and, and do whatever it is you know how to do or can do to either protect her from that or give her the tools to navigate it in a way that maybe we didn't have when we were younger? I wish that I could say I'm like hundred percent successful in it, but my, you know, my daughter just the other day, I was like complaining about how I looked in something because I've, you know, put on the solid, you know, X number of pounds from the pandemic that I'm trying to work off. And like, and she's, you know, and I was like, ugh, you know, I don't fit in any of my pants or, you know, this doesn't look good anymore, you know, and I don't know if I said I'm, you know, I'm so fat or something like that. And she was just like, mom, you gave me an eating disorder, <laughs> you know, and I was like, because <laughs> it's like, it's true. It's like, there's no, especially being an actor in the business, like I'm constantly aware of what I look like and kind of do have to be aware of what you look like. It's like, it's a terrible thing. You know, it's always, everybody's being, you're being judged by your appearance, your weight, all of it. And, um, but she, here she is, this gorgeous 18-year-old, and it's really hard, and she's brilliant and funny and talented, and but she's so beautiful that, you know, like, people look at her, and I look at her, and I'm like, God, you're so pretty. And it's that thing of being a mother of a, of a young woman that you just, like, you just want to compliment the beauty of the, the physical beauty of the person, mm-hmm. you know? And she's being, you know manipulated by the same stuff that I am. And I wish that I could, no matter how much I tell her, I guess the the thing, the answer to your question is no matter how much I tell her not to be swayed by all of these external forces and, and to think more about who you are as a person and your beauty comes from within and your, your physical appearance is not going to be, you know, 
changed that much by five or six pounds on either direction. You know, it's really not, you're still gorgeous. Um, if I don't change that inside of me, she picks up on it. She knows when I'm a liar, you know, that's what it is with your mm -hmm. kids. They know when you're lying to them, they know when you're just giving them talk and you yeah. don't, you're not walking the walk, you know? So, well, without you being like super hard on yourself, I can also say that <laughs> the, the minimum, I haven't spent a ton of time with your daughter, but enough to know that there is, an, there is, um, there has been value placed on culture, humor, smarts, all the things. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, you know, while I totally hear what you're saying, um, I, I do see that she has been influenced by a, a woman who also values those things. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You that. I've been trying, but it, what I guess what I mean is, is that like, you can't help it. These things leak out. There's, there's only so much that we can do to fix ourselves and fix the society, you know, I think we have to, I think the answer then, you know, lies somewhere in working the workaround, like the, the full acknowledgement of the forces that are coming against you in, in this. And then, mm -hmm. you know, what do we do then? Yeah. I think as a parent and I'm not one, um, I would, I would think that that workaround, I like that idea is that you said, you're right. I ha like, that is what I'm doing. And then you have the conversation, you know, mm -hmm. um, my mom often says to me, It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When I share, because I share a lot about my journey and about fitness and food and body image and all the things that I'm going to be talking about on this podcast. And, and she is now able to see like all the things that I've gone through aren't anyone's fault. Right. It, but it's now my job. Mm, job is a hard, it's my choice. If I so wish to explore it and grow from it. Mm. Right. Nice. Um, anyway, um, let's talk about something else for a second. Um, I wanted to say this when you were talking earlier about um, feeling like a tigress on stage. Um, what some of the listeners might not know is that not only can this Rachel Bay Jones move well, she can lift a lot of heavy shit. I'm going to tell people what I remember, okay? Because I think it's important because I do, this is important. I'm making kind of like a joke light about it, but there is still a conversation out there around lifting heavy for women. And it's going to make you bulk up or like, I'm just going to use lightweights in tone. Um, when we were training together in person, 
um, kettlebell swinging 50 pounds in, in between your legs, holding 50 pounds on your body while you squatted, crawling around the ground, um, body <laughs> weight with your knees barely off the ground, like a lot of really challenging things. And I just wanted to ask you, like, I know we're not in that environment right this moment, um, training wise, but did that surprise you? Oh yeah. I mean, I never thought I would deadlift anything. And then at one point I was up to like, I think like 140 pounds, you know, deadlifting 140 pounds, which is like, that's a whole person. And I thought I could lift a whole person just, you know, and that was incredible to feel and, and that my arms looked better than they ever had. And I didn't look like a linebacker was shocking to me and that my legs were slimmer than they'd ever been was shocking to me that, that, you know, that I could be that strong and, and, and look so svelte, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and especially being an actress, like you're, you're always like, I have to be slim. I have to be slim. I have to be slim, you know, that kind of thing. And that, 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 especially, you know, especially, you know, as I got older, that was the one thing that did it because, aerobic exercise and yoga just completely stopped working for me in that way, you know, alone. So Mm -hmm. it was the lifting that that made it happen. Yeah. Okay. Two more quick things. Um, I want all of these podcast episodes to be like commuter friendly. So we're going for like a 20 to 25 minute experience. I used to live at 181st in um, Fort Washington. So I'm always like, my commute to Midtown was 20 minutes. I want my podcast to be 20 minutes. Um, tell me the last time I saw you was socially distanced in your, um, yard and you had just, you were just sharing with me some new ideas that you were playing with around plant-based eating. Yeah. Is this still um, going on? Are you still exploring this? I want to hear. Yeah. Well, I've been, my daughter actually got me into it. She watched, uh, the documentary movie, what the health mm-hmm. and, uh, it was a year ago, January 1st. And, um, she said, let's try this vegan thing for a couple of weeks. And I was like, okay, we can do that for a couple of weeks. Let's do it. You know, I was being the supportive mom and, um, we kept doing it. It just felt so great. And, uh, it really changed how I was looking at food and it changed how I thought about food. And I was really surprised that, you know, I was able to live for so long without cheese. And we've, <laughs> frankly, like, we've been going, you know, there've been a couple of dips into the, you know, I'll have a little bit of fish occasionally or I'll, you know, okay, there's Parmesan on that I'll deal. But other than that, like I haven't craved it too much and I've been really happy doing it. So it was done as a, like, you know, I'll be the fun, good mom. And then it became a, a lifestyle. And especially I think because we were home so much, we were cooking mm-hmm. a lot and it was, we were able to really dig into that. But yeah, that's really, I, love it. I, I think that's um, the, the thing I take from that is trying something and saying like, let's give it a go and see what happens. Yeah. Right. Rather than saying, I need to do this cause I'll be healthier or this is the thing that'll fix or work. Mm-hmm. Right. And anytime I've explored things like the whole 30 or I did, you know, no, I did vegan for like 10 days once I'm always, it was like a reset or something, but I was always like, I want to try it because I love food and I love cooking. And I think I'll learn something. And there's so many ingredients that exist in that type of cooking that I'm not familiar with. 
Yeah. So, and I always end up learning something and kind of combing it into my, my, my regular, um, the regular way I, I cook and prepare food for myself. But anyway, um, lastly, this is like actually the first note I have in front of me about, um, what I know about you. Um, and what I wanted to ask you, because I do think that, um, while this podcast is about wellness and self-care, it's about journey at large, right? Like it's part of the journey. And when I met you out here, we, I don't know, I think we sat on the floor of that gym for an hour one day after a workout and talked. Yeah. And what I learned about you was the leaving and coming back to New York, the leaving, like the, the, the nomadish existence in your, in your adult life. And it was really, it really resonated with me because I had just recently left New York and I'm now realizing that I've been having been gone for a few years, I was holding on to something there that I thought I needed to hold on to. Um, and by letting it go, I found some other things or I found some things I don't think I ever would have found. Um, and I think as an actor, I held on, other people hold on to staying, staying in the same place because that's where the opportunity will be. And maybe what it is is that the opportunity is going to find us wherever we are. Um, and I just, I know, I just wanted to hear a little bit more from you about how being open to moving and and, you know, changing your life a lot, how that's, how, what that's been like. Well, I think, you know, I wish that I could like take credit for it and be like, oh, you know, very, it was my Zen journey around the world that I, you know, but it's basically, it's just, I guess the coming back is what it is, you know, I think, and I heard you say this when you're talking about it out loud, I realized that it's really like that about everything, everything that like, we feel like, oh, I can't go on, I can't go on and we quit you know, I quit so many times. And I think that's what it is, is like, to know that even when we quit something, it's not final, right? It doesn't have to be final. We don't have to say, oh, well, I quit that. I can't go back to that. And I can't go back to that a different way. And I can't try something else to make me strong enough to go back to that, or I can't pivot, you know? And, and the, it's the, it's the quitting, but not giving up thing that I think if I look back on my life that that has that has been you know if I can say like at least to anybody it would be like keep keep going back just keep going back you know because like it's you're gonna quit you're gonna fail we're gonna fail and and uh the only thing we can do is just keep trying and not to get on our like get so hard on ourselves that like oh it's never gonna you know it's it it's over for me because it's never over you know, yeah. for anything, for diet, for workout, you know, I know yeah. I'll be, I'll have muscles again. I'll deadlift again. You yeah. know, I think that's probably the best place we could like wrap up is to say that like you, you say you're going to quit, but you can always come back. Right. That's the, we don't ever really fall off the wagon. The wagon's just kind of on the side of the road waiting for us to hop back on, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, the wagon, the wagon can't go anywhere with us sitting in it and, like, you know, <laughs> taking the reins in our hands. So, it's waiting. Yeah, it's waiting. Like, hey, you want to you drive it again? Um, all right, my dear. Um, what's happening for you right now that we can, that people can find you? Um, and if it's just like vegan cooking in your kitchen, that's a great answer too. 
Anything new happening? Well, I'm doing vegan cooking in my kitchen, uh, you know, some self-tapes and things like that, getting my daughter off to college. And um, I've done, you know, some. there's a new show on CBS, The United States of Al, that you'll see me recurring on season one and hopefully season two. And uh, Why Women Kill. So there's a couple things on TV, Amazon's Panic, that, that um, all of those things just came out recently. And hopefully some of that will continue. So you know, just slogging it out. Yes. It all like we all are. All right. Well, um, thank you for being here. It means so much to me that you, um, you were available and willing to be here. And, you know, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. And I can't think of a better way to launch it off than with your friendly face. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Check out other episodes on all streaming platforms, including the Broadway Podcast Network app. Be well and see you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.